This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you to the Warning Program. Whether you're watching on television, listening on radio, shortwave, social media, Welcome. We're in our college chapel here at World Ministries International. It is a live audience with children, specifically one three-year-old. Now, I'm going to be speaking today on a subject that I don't think you've heard it too much. I don't know if I've ever, in fact, I have never myself heard it preached, that title, but I'm going to speak on The Reckoning. The Reckoning. If you're a movie buff, you might get this. In the movie Wider, Doc Holliday told Texas Jack and Turkey Creek Johnson after Wyatt killed Curly Bill when they asked him why Wyatt was tracking down the people that murdered his brother. Quote, it's not revenge Wyatt Earp is after, but the reckoning. Unquote. It's the reckoning, not vengeance, Doc Holliday said. There is a reckoning that we're going to face. Not vengeance, a reckoning for all deeds done in the body. Yes, the Bible warns there will be a reckoning for every person. Each person will have to give an account for every deed done in the body. Are you ready for that? Hebrews 9.27 and as it is appointed unto men once to die, after that, the judgment. Once to die. Romans 10 through 12, chapter 14. Why dost thou judge your brother, or why dost thou set naught by thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to God, so that every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Every one of us. In other words, why are we a hypocrite to other people? Don't we realize we're going to be judged ourselves? Now, a hypocrite is when we can't see that we are so filled with vanity and pride, we should give a little grace to our brother. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted by him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that 
which he hath done, whether it is good or bad. Some people think they're getting away with things. Do we realize we are still going to give an account? It doesn't matter. I accept Jesus. That doesn't matter a bit. You're going to give an account. Is there any reward? Is there even heaven? God will judge. People like to have this felonious love and you don't have to worry about anything. That is not what your Bible says. Love, grace, goes into the deeds done in the body while there's time on earth to do something about it and repent. Because when grace is over, when love is over on earth, the judge gives an account. He judges you, how? According to the word of God. Grace is over. Now is the time. Today's gospel is not being preached. Again, I started today with our staff by talking about a church of cowards by Matt Walsh. It says a modern Christian believes that believing is enough to make him a Christian. This reduction in requirements has created a false identity, making Christians, but not according to the biblical term. In other words, Christ doesn't call him a Christian. The de-emphasis of obedience is a terrible thing because it de-emphasizes Christ's very life. To believe in Jesus is to believe in his teachings. He died on a cross. Yes, the world recognizes that. The Romans recognize that. The demons know that. But if you de-emphasize or reject the three years of his teaching, you are not a Christian. The Bible calls you a rebel. And the grace doesn't cover that. Grace does if we repent on earth and change our ways. We cannot continue to live in, let's say, adultery. Let's say fornication. Let's say homosexuality. These are sins that damn your soul if you don't repent on earth, as well as many others. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted by him. For we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it's good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are manifest unto God and I trust also are made manifest in you. These scriptures years ago used to be preached. We don't want to preach it now. It's not love. What do you mean it's not love? This is love. We are going to be held accountable. There is a reckoning. Don't agree with this false theology being preached today. Point number one, the first resurrection is unique in that it has three successive phases. They commenced with Jesus' resurrection and will cultivate just prior to the beginning of the millennial reign of Christ. The first two phases have already occurred. The third is yet to come. It is commonly called the rapture. Note I did not say which rapture. The first phase took place when Jesus arose from the dead. He was the first fruit from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 23, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. For every man in his order, Christ the first fruit, after that, they that are Christ at his coming. Christ the first fruit. The second phase occurred almost simultaneously with the resurrection of Jesus. It involved the Old Testament saints like Abraham, Job, Jacob, and the prophets who were reckoned righteous 
because they lived as though they anticipated the coming of the Messiah. In other words, they walked according to the word of God, the laws of God, the morality of God, the values of God. They lived the scriptures. After being resurrected, they were seen walking the streets, the streets of ancient Israel, during the days prior to his ascension from the Mount of Olives. Those that were counted righteous in the Old Testament would have been righteous in the New Testament because they would have continued with the laws of God, the teachings of Christ, the scriptures. Matthew 27, 52 through 53. And the graves were open and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now the third phase, the rapture, will take place post the Great Tribulation and immediately prior to the millennium. Okay, post the Great Tribulation. In other words, after it. Only Christians who live productive lives exemplifying the fruit of the Holy Spirit and experimental holiness, experiencing that holiness in your daily life, will be included in it. Study the scriptures. The Greek word for the coming of the Lord is parousa. It is one and the same as the quickening rapture of believers who are to be with Jesus, delegated co-rulers over planet Earth. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye may sorrow, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe Jesus died and rose again, even so them also asleep in Jesus will again, God will bring them to life. For this we say unto you, by the Lord of the Lord, that we may live a life and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of the God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall ever be with the Lord. So some will be alive on earth, rise up to meet the Lord, come back and have the joy of defeating five-sixths of the armies of the earth that fight God himself at Armageddon. Revelation 24 through 6. And I saw the thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God which had not... And those that wit had not worshipped the beast, neither his image nor his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Okay, the saints that have died will rise and be judged in the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. You've heard me say, I believe the martyrs will be those that also are ruling and reigning because they have paid the ultimate price. Uh, they were certainly counted worthy. Point number two, all three phases of the first resurrection will be completed before the millennial reign of Christ. All of its participants will stand before the judgment seat of God. Each will give an account for the manner in which he spent his life and the service that he rendered for the purpose of the kingdom. You know, I want to be in that first resurrection, standing before the judgment seat of Christ. 
Yeah, I'm going to give an account for the deeds done in the body, but I don't want to be standing at the great white throne judgment to be sentenced to the lake of fire. And not every Christian will be at this first resurrection. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted by him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it is good or bad. You know, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. Many people think that others are Christians and God's the one who judges. Let's hope they're living according to the scriptures and not just uh, like the demons. I know he died on a cross. I know he's real, but I can do what I want. You're not a Christian. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it's good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. You know, people don't like these, these scriptures. Oh, God is dealing in love. He is not going to allow his heaven to be once again ruled by man in insurrection and rebellion. That person will not see heaven. We persuade men because of the terror of the Lord. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also made manifest in yours. Every man's works will be subjected to the fiery, penetrating gaze of Jesus, the righteous judge. Revelation 1.14, his head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, his eyes were a flame of fire. Works of the flesh will be consumed as useless wood, hay, and stubble. But the fire from Jesus' eyes, works of the Spirit will be glistened as gold, silver, and precious stone in His sight. I mean, this is what the Scriptures tell us. We can fool many people, we can fool pastors, but you're not going to fool God. It's not going to happen. You might fool your accountant, you might fool the IRS, you might fool the CPA. 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's works will be made manifest, for that day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's works of what sort it is. Why did you do it? If any man's works abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's works shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yes, so as by fire. The laborers will be commended by the measure of their rewards. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And under one he gave five talents to another two, and another one to every man according to his ability, and he went on his journey. Then he that had five talents went and traded the same and made them another five. In other words, now he had ten. Likewise, he had two, gained another two. But he that had received one went and dug it in the ground, a hole, hid it, as long as the Lord of his servants cometh and reckoned with him. And after so, he had received five talents, came and gave the Lord another five. The one that had uh, two talents came and gave the Lord his increase. And the Lord said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. 
Then he that which had one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast it there. And the Lord answered, you wicked, slothful servant. You knew that I reaped where I sowed not and gathered where I did not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore have put the money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine with usury. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to the other with ten. For every one that hath given shall be given, every one shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away that which he hath. And cast the unprofitable servant is utter darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Not every one that says, Lord, Lord. Well, I'm a Christian. Are you? We'll find out. What are we doing with our time and our resources? Point number three, the second resurrection will occur at the close of the 1,000-year reign. This is called the great white throne judgment and will be primarily for those people now sentenced to the second death. It is called the second death because it follows a final resurrection from the dead. <clears throat> so the second resurrection will occur at the close of the 1,000-year reign. Revelation 20, 10 through 15. And the devil that deceived him were cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and would be tormented day and night forever and ever. I saw a great white throne, him that sat on it, from whose face and the heaven fled away, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whosoever name was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Again, it's called the second death because the first death is whether you are alive or dead, but you did not have or did accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. During the millennium, people will be born. They have a chance to accept Christ or not. Also those lukewarm Christians that did not make the rapture, those carnal Christians, they'll stand. Are they now numbered in the book of life? Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, and among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. James 5.20, Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Matthew 8.22, But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Let the dead bury the dead. Some people have trouble with that saying. Here Jesus is saying, let the people who are physically dead be buried by those who are spiritually dead. Let the dead bury the dead. If you're too much in love with the things of this world, too carnal, go ahead. Serve yourself. You have the wrong priorities. 
The great white throne judgment will also judge those who lived as mortals during the millennium. I mentioned that. Subsequently chose to side with Satan in his attempt to usurp Christ's authority. Other people will now be judged for the possibility of escaping the second death as they had been born during the millennium or had not taken the mark of the beast during the tribulation. There will be a thousand years. And the Bible says, if we're counted worthy, we will rule with Christ and reign with him. Revelation 20, 7 through 15, and we're talking about ruling in the thousand years. Revelation 20, 7 through 15 When a thousand years were expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up and on the breath of the earth, compassed the camp of the saints abound in the beloved city and fire came down from heaven out of the heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Where the beast and the false prophet are and will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them, no place to hide. You know, Andre Crouch, oh sinner man, where are you going to run to? Rocks aren't going to hide you. Caves aren't going to hide you. If you remember the song, he got it right from scripture. Where are you going to run to? There's no place to hide. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. You know, it's so clear. But we, oh, love covers it. No, it doesn't. We are going to be judged. If you're truly born again, you won't be sentenced to the lake of fire. But God is going to see how you dealt with your talents he gave you, with your abilities. Did you do it for the kingdom or for yourself? Do you have anything to show for it? Whose ever name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image, receive his mark in his forehead, or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out with mixture into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they had no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, whoever receives the mark of his name. The great white throne judgment could also be for those carnal Christians who, whose level of carnality was sufficient enough to rob them of the rapture and bride membership. However, their carnality level was not high enough to send them to hell. You know, not everyone will escape. We need to be under the blood right now. We are entering into very hard and rough times. Just like in the days of Noah, the days of Jonah, where they preached and warned. Yet the majority would not believe until they fell by the sword or drowned. I believe with all my heart, millions of people are going to die in America before we see another great awakening. 
The Bible says the church is going to be judged first. This carnality, this pollution in the American church, this heresy, there is coming a mighty persecution against the American church. In America, without another great awakening, we are going to see tyranny, we're going to see imprisonment, we're going to see persecution, we're going to see death. In 85, in my first dream, after repenting of my pride, my hypocrisy, my unforgiveness of five years, part of the prophecy is I saw death lines in that first nighttime vision. Death lines. Apocalyptic events. I saw the heart of Christ broken. I said, why, Lord? He said, because my church is in love with the world more than me. I said, why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. That was in 1985. It has only begun, gotten a lot worse than then. Will I find faith, Jesus said. Where are the pastors screaming about drag queens? If your pastor isn't saying anything, get out of that church. I'm talking to hopefully millions and millions of people watching. Are you foolish enough to attend a church where your pastor doesn't have the guts to represent Jesus Christ? 1 Peter 4.18 And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. May God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.